Hey, gorgeous soul, welcome to Spiritually Empowered. (sighs) This is a home for you. If you are somebody who wants to be fully penetrated by life, you don't want to sit on the sidelines. You're ready to be in the game. You want to be taken and completely devoured by this life. So when you go to take your last breath, You feel well lived. This is about living in alignment. It's not about playing it safe or or being afraid of the storms or the redirections from spirit. This is about being willing to strip down and to be taken by this wildlife. And this podcast offers you a place to unite yourself, welcome your fear, welcome these things, because what we resist, what we run from chases us. So spirituality, in my belief, is about standing in the fire, standing in the rain, standing in the ecstatic bliss, standing where you are, being brave enough to be where you are completely because I say this a lot we are so powerful that we can check out we are so powerful that we can stay in chains we were given free will the freedom to choose we are so free Abraham Hicks says this we can stay in bondage which for the kinky people that's fucking cool it's all welcome here bondage bondage is great (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is this is about inner wholeness. Healing means wholeness. All parts of you are welcome here and now. And that's really the path that I'm on. I used to run from my pain. I used to run from all of these different aspects of myself. And it created this distortion and this lesson of addiction and the wisdom that was hiding in all these patterns said to me, sink your heels in to who you are and where you are. And in that is liberation. So that's what I want to take into our talk today. Thank you so much for being here, love. I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope you're having a day. And I hope that you take a breath now and just spread your energy out and breathe and be where you are. So I am currently in Maui. And if you hear background sounds, I apologize for that. Um, that's just cars driving by and my patio door is open because that's how I roll. I want that nature air to flow through. I just made a beautiful dinner for myself, pancakes and eggs, and it just felt really nice to get groceries. I'm here for the week and just taking a little solo soul journey here with no expectations other than just to fill my cup and follow the fucking magic and connect. And so that's where I'm at. And it's crazy because it's 2.39 in Richmond, which is where my home is, my other home. Everywhere is my home on this planet, first of all. I belong here, right? Everywhere is home. And right now in Maui, it's 9.40 p.m. So my body's just kind of rocking. We're rocking. I'm a a night, night owl anyway, so here we are. But I wanted to share with you about just something that is meaningful to me right now. 
So I had a beautiful day. I just wandered. I wandered. I don't have a rental car yet. I'm getting that tomorrow. So I just got to walk around. And luckily, the place that I booked is walking distance to so many things. So I just walked and wandered and felt the heat on my skin. It was like 80 degrees today. And I wandered and I was nervous to leave my little apartment this morning because I was just going out into the big wide world and, you know, with myself. My moon's in Sag. And if you know anything about astrology, you know that Sagittarius is the adventurer. It says, I want wide open spaces. I am on a soul journey. I am a philosopher. So that moon in Sag really has me craving these solo adventures, whether I'm exploring consciousness and religion and spirituality and philosophy and i'm already looking up you know hawaiian mysticism and like listening to podcasts on hawaiian spirituality which is so awesome i just love it and yeah i was you know nervous to step out and i just remembered that i'm somebody who is led by my heart and so i don't have i choose not to have these barriers i've got my goddamn force field i mean that with love and power i put my force field up i have my psychic shield y'all i got my swords of psychic protection and all that but in terms of you know these barriers and these um, walls boundaries boundaries are good but these unhealthy walls i don't have those i walk and i feel I'm vulnerable, I walk and I feel. And so I stepped into the world today and just had a really sweet time exploring and saying hi to people and just being around people and being in this new place was absolutely amazing. And as the day was going by, I found myself ready to rock out some yoga by the beach. So I walked myself over there, I did some yoga, put my ear pods on really challenged myself. I stretched my energy. I pushed, you know, I I built that um, tapas, the fire, the purifying fire in the body and mind. I rocked out some music with my earbuds and I just increased the fire. I increased my power. I played with my power. I did the sit-ups and the, um, the yogi things and the challenging poses and whatever. Again, well, I don't know why I said again, asana or the physical practice of yoga is 1% of yoga. It's an important percent though. It is still part of the whole. Breathing is yoga. Yoga means union. It comes from the Sanskrit root word yuj, Y-U-J, which means to weave, to unite. Yoga is the union of the self. And that is, in my eyes, what enlightenment is. It's unification of the self. It's not holy, holy love, holy love, holy love. It's the union of the dark and the light, which brings you to the holy love, right? It's spirituality is paradox. So anywho, I did that and that was really, really nice. And the sun was setting and people were kind of surrounding me and collecting because it was one of the most beautiful spots for a sunset. And I decided to sit for 15 minutes doing a meditation after I saw the sunset. And so I sat and I closed my eyes. I elevated my hips on a little blanket. And I breathed. And I just observed my life in the moment. I felt grief. There's been loss in my life. 
as of lately. There's been death, metaphorically, in my life. And it's really cracked my heart open. And there's pain. So as I sat there, I just felt sad. And I also felt bliss. And I also felt the beautiful energies of everybody around me. And I felt myself being fully present with it all. And I just allowed everything to be exactly as it was. I wasn't trying to pull out my manifesting wand and, and, you know, direct the powers of the universe. You know, that's fine and great. Yet at the end of the day, life is life, baby. And spirituality is not about making everything fucking perfect. Perfect this, perfect that. I mean, yes, we strive for wellness and yes, we we manifest and yes, we direct the powers of the universe with our intentions and we, we control our mind. I like the word control in this moment. We control our mind. We tame our mind. That is the seed of awakening. We tame our mind, our monkey mind, our beautiful, amazing monkey mind. We tame it. And then we taste something ever present and yoga changed my life first of all that was the start of my awakening this was seven eight thousand million years ago i'm just kidding it was like seven or eight seven i don't know (laughs) something like that where i found yoga and i just it blew my socks off and it blew my top off (laughs) because i was like damn all this eastern philosophy is the fucking truth is the truth and everything that i was you know, I grew up with suppress this, suppress that, suppress this, suppress that, put a smile on, do this, do that, do this, that. I had an amazing childhood. First of all, I love my family. But what I'm trying to say is yoga is fucking epic. And there's wisdom that goes hand in hand with the asana or the physical practice of yoga. And the wisdom is the juice. And the asana helps you attain the wisdom. Physical asana, the postures, the engagement, the fire, the core, all of the postures are there to serve your meditation. This is yoga history. I studied this and I actually teach yoga teacher training. I have for a couple years now and it's a big passion of mine. Asana is there to support your meditation. When you meditate, you have the potential to cultivate awareness of your inner being. Your inner being is called so many things. You can call it soul. You can call it spirit. You can call it purusha. You can call it divine self, higher self, inner being. You can call it atman, brahman, god, goddess. Your inner being, the watcher. You can call it pure consciousness or loving awareness. All the above and more. Pick your flavor for today. The idea here is that you have an inner being and this inner being is steady no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what's happening or not happening in your life. The ego, the human has preferences and it's wonderful. We prefer this over that and this over that and this over that and we hate this and this really hurts and this is great and this is what we want. It's wonderful, yet if we live according to those preferences, we fucking suffer. It's just, that's just how it is. That's how I've seen it to be. 
If we stay at that level of mind where we're judging, I don't want this, I do want that. I don't want this, I do want that. It's a very natural process though. It's, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just, where are we abiding? Are we abiding in the wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong, right? I hate this. I love this. I hate this. I love this. If we are abiding in that level, we suffer. So as I allowed the sadness and welcomed the peace and heard the water and felt the people around me, I started to become almost... I started to exist with my environment versus being the ego, the separate self. And again, the ego's amazing. Incre- ego, I love it. It's the illusion that I am different and separate than you. The ego is the maya, the illusion that the couch is different than the lamp, but they're both just energy 99.9999999% space which is filled with energy we perceive the chair as separate from the lamp we perceive ourselves as separate from the person we don't like yet in truth capital t we are unified if you split a molecule in half and throw it across the world, what you do to one molecule will happen, will mirror in the other molecule. We are one and separate. Perhaps the separateness is not an illusion, but it's an experience that is temporary. Because when you call it an illusion, sometimes that feels like it's not real, but I see myself as a different person than you. So there is a level of realness there. So perhaps illusion for me right now, I'm not loving that word in this moment, which is fine, but it's perhaps an experience of separation. Ego is the I am. It's the separate self. The inner being is one. I became the water. I became the other people. I melded, melded like two pieces of metal just shoom merging together into my environment. And what did I feel? Peace. You guessed it. Peace. I didn't have to manifest this and manifest that and manifest this. I just had to be with the moment, y'all. You, love. (laughs) I just chose to say, this is the moment I'm in. And there's a word in yoga called satchitananda, and it means consciousness bliss. The bliss of being alive. And when you're alive, you get a mixed bag of everything. Happiness doesn't mean it's all going exactly as your ego wants it to go. Happiness is you are not, you're abiding. Happiness is you take time to abide in your inner being. The place in you that is okay with how things are, even if they're shit. And it's not all shit, even if we are challenged or we have loss or we have this or that, you know, there's always something beautiful there. And that's not to say, just focus on the good and get happy and raise your vibration. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. I like realness. 
Sadness is gorgeous. It's painful. We cry. We cry when we hurt our bodies and we cry when our heart hurts. But when we cry and when we allow for the pure tears of grief to move through us, it's a little bit beautiful and there's a little pleasure inside of it. That's the yin and the yang. Pain and joy exist within each other. Without one, there wouldn't be the other. And so perhaps striving for everything to be how you want it to be is not working for you either. And maybe you'd like to spend a little more time in curiosity about this inner paradise, this part of you that says, the way that things are is okay. The way that I am is okay. It's not very sexy to try to control life. It's a bit tight. It's not wet. It's not sexy. It's a little grippy. It's not wrong. We all know it. We've all done it. But something happens when we soften our being. When we soften our being, I just got a vision of a, of a pipe. It's like when we soften, or a tube or something, when we soften ourselves, unkink ourselves, the water flushes through us. Energy becomes fluid versus stagnant. And in Chinese medicine, we know that stagnant energy causes disease, dis-ease dis-ease of the mind, body, you name it. When we relax into the present moment, we have the opportunity to resource. We have the opportunity to welcome new ways of perceiving, welcome new opportunities, welcome whatever is there waiting for us. I think when we un- I feel when we unkink ourselves and we relax into the present moment and just let whatever's there be there, we're actually living versus running from something. So I invite you, if you're able to, take a breath, soften your body, let your body know that it's safe. Stress just wants to protect you, right? It wants to protect you. And whether you're stressed or not, just let your body know that it can relax, that it's safe. Give your body the command that it's okay now. And take a look inside yourself. And I want you to feel, if you're open to it, what's there for you. Does your shoulder hurt? Do you have a longing? Are you sad, happy? Turn your attention, flicker your attention inside your being. How are you? Are you willing? Are you ready? Are you curious about the part of you who is peaceful? No matter what's happening. No matter what. Satchitananda is bliss of life, but we've got to train ourselves to see it. We've got to clear away the fog in our eyes and wash our eyes out. And one way to wash our eyes out is by seated 
meditation. It is one of a million ways to do it. Tools are there to help you experience whatever you want to experience. One tool is to turn your gaze inside your body. Release the belief right now that it has to be hard. Release the belief that these practices have to be hard and challenging and they suck. It gets to be easy. Because if you ain't enjoying the journey, you're not going to enjoy the peace when it gets here. It has your name all over it. One practice is to sit up tall. It's really good to move first to wring out the tension in your body because the body can keep us on the I am level. The body is the I am and it can keep us on that level. So when we do yoga specifically, when we do a physical practice, we actually wring out and cleanse and clear the physical body with the different practices and engagement of the muscles and the breath so that when we drop into meditation, seated, laying down, whatever it is, we can go further. And that's the purpose of, of yoga, physical yoga, is to sit and to have an absorption into your true self. If you're trying in meditation, you're not doing it right. <laughs> that's so funny because you can't do it wrong. <laughs> if you're trying, stop trying. Stop trying to get anywhere. Stop. That's the mind. That's the ego. Take whatever resonates with you. But here's my invitation. Stop trying. Stop efforting. Just stop. Ah, I noticed the part of me that's efforting. Shoot. Goodbye now. I love you. Thank you. What's the part of you that's not efforting? What's the part of you that isn't trying? It just is. The isness. That's the that's the place. It just is. It is the flower. It is the tree. It's not efforting and pushing and pulling. It just it's the isness. And sometimes we have to make love to the efforting and pushing and pullness to get underneath of that to that place of surrender. You have a portable paradise. You're the temple. And as I sat in meditation today, I remembered that. I altered my consciousness by dropping all effort. I mean, I pushed myself in my practice, though, in my yoga practice. I created the soil for the seed to grow. I put the dirt in there. I put the manure in there. I, I created the soil. I drank my water to the best of my ability today, drinking enough water. I breathed. I moved the energy. We need good soil. It's not perfect soil, but it's, it's soil that's been toiled and um, loved on. And so when I sat... It was easier for me. It's always accessible, this place. And again, if you try to attain it, stop trying. You can set the intention, but then release it all and become the tree, become the breath. It's getting beyond the ego, the I am, the self. So make sure you're in a safe environment that you can um, become one with, essentially. Experience your totality. Not just you, but the totality 
of life itself. Some of you are going to hear this and receive from it. Others of you are going to sit down and and actually do the practice. And I want to encourage and invite you, if this is clicking and hitting home, do the practice. Do the practice. This transmission is powerful and I prayed over it and I asked for love to come through and everyone to benefit in the highest way from this, yet real, true, not real, mysticism is about experience, direct experience of that which you desire or um, direct experience, period. (laughs) And so I really want to invite you to have a sit, have a silent sit after you wring out your body, shake for 30 seconds, just literally anything. You can stretch, you can do yoga, you can run down the street, whatever. Just breathe and move for any amount of time. Toil your soil. Your soil is the body and the breath. The breath is the bridge between physical and non-physical. So we want to breathe well through the body so that we can create the soil for this piece to sprout. You don't have to point your finger at the flower and tell it to grow. That's not going to do anything. You toil the soil. You exist in the moment. You welcome the sadness. You welcome the pain. You let it in, baby. You welcome it. Now, I always say, let's do some energy hygiene too. Let's clear the fuck out of our auric field. Let's sage with that ethical sage. Let's activate our psychic boundaries. For example, I am only open to the highest love. Snap your fingers because we don't really want to be absorbing into our environment if we don't have our psychic shields. That's just me. So you know it. I always do it before I leave the house. I do it if I feel a little weird when I'm out in public. I always activate that shield. You can see yourself in a bubble of light. I hope that you have received insight in my teachings, my teachings, and the things that I share regarding psychic boundaries, because I think that's a part here. That's a big part of this. We want to only feel what's ours to feel. So just remember that's important too, is clearing this energy. You can do it so simply just with vocal declarations. You can take a bath and set the intention. What do you want the water to do? Every time I shower, I say, thank you, spirit of the water for cleansing me of anything I no longer need. I say it out loud. Shamanism is about relationship. It's not just about spirits help me with this and help me with this and do this and help me with this and help me with this spirit of the water thank you archangel michael let me sing to you it's a relationship if you're talking to your soul or your shadow or your higher self whatever you're talking to I would say, you know, make sure you're asking it how its day is and how is it and if you're connecting with an angel you know, it's not just about what they can do for you. It's a partnership. You know, that's why whenever I go somewhere, I leave, I have an offering to share. When I got to Maui safe, I put some rose petals out and some herbs out and just to, you know, welcome 
myself into this place and give an offering of gratitude that I got here safely and really an offering of gratitude for the spirit of this land, for the guardians of this land, for the loving guardians of where I'm at. And I know that that's really felt and heard. And so all of this to say, remember that you know, in order to really surrender into this state of consciousness, this union with your inner being, it's important to feel safe to do so. In one way that we can feel safe to do so, two ways. One is to be in a place that you feel safe. Like for me, I had all these people around me. I had my bag, you know, close by and I closed my eyes and I felt really safe. That environment actually really supported me and in receiving what I was meant to receive and being just pure beingness. And maybe you feel like, you know, being alone feels really good and safe for you. So we're moving through that physical level in order to access and remember what's underneath of that. Taking a breath or two here, letting all of this sink in. It's also really helpful to literally tell your body that it's safe. I'm with you. This sadness is beautiful. You're so loved. You are the voice of God. You are the voice of goddess. Your voice is thy voice. How are you speaking to yourself? Are you being kind? And this is for me too. You know, grief has a way. It, one of the blessings in grief is that it can open up more compassion. It can open up compassion for yourself and for others. It can awaken your desire to serve. And if that desire to serve if that flame is strong enough, it's going to burn through your imposter syndrome. It's going to burn through your doubt. It's going to burn through your fear. You're just going to do the thing your soul is calling you to do because that fire of compassion says, I want to be of service. I know that I can help people. And so, yeah, what what's within you right now? Maybe it's, you know, numbness or you know, ecstatic pleasure. Oof, can you, will you? Are you curious about being there with it, abiding in yourself with it all? So that's my message for you today. And I hope that, I trust that you are well. You have water and food and a warm or cool place to be. And I trust that you have all of the tools at your fingertips and it just comes down to embodiment and practice and actually doing the thing that your soul is calling you to do, whether it's a seated meditation, yoga, weekly, daily practice, or starting a business. It's like whatever that, that nudge, that quiet, consistent nudge is calling you towards, I trust that you're going to and you are doing it. You're walking it. Your feet are moving it. 
even if you're afraid, especially if you're afraid. I'm just going to see if there's anything else I want to share with you, love, before we end our conversation for today. That feels complete. Thank you so much for receiving this and being here with me. Let's take another breath together. <sighs> Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at winged.alchemy or an email at ashley at wingedalchemy.net. I love to connect with you and hear how this impacted you. And I'd love to hear about your meditation practice and how you like to abide in your inner being and what ways and what moments of the day and when was the last time you felt that feeling of surrender and wellness regardless of the happenings of your life and of the world we have this reservoir this wellspring within us at all times and it's calling us in it is the healing elixir it is our inner temple our portable paradise Thank you, love, for being here, and I'm so excited to connect with you soon. Love you. Hey, love, thank you so much for tuning in today for Spiritually Empowered Podcast. I hope you absolutely loved this episode, and if you did, please share it with somebody who you really feel would benefit from these teachings and from this remembrance. I hope you have an incredible day wherever you're at in your world and I will talk to you very soon. Love you.